Welcome back to the Life of an Average Joe podcast. Brandon Avera here. Thank you for tuning in whenever you're listening to this and wherever you're listening to this. I am uh, pretty excited today. You know, I don't do a lot of special guests. I, I, I say I do a handful. I don't typically do it. It just either mostly because it's the timing issue. I, I'm a I'm a pain in the ass to get locked down on a date. So God forbid I try to get somebody else on this show working with me at the same schedule to get a recording done. But after, I don't know, a couple months here, we've managed to do it. And I'm very excited because I've been listening to this podcast, what seems like for a while now, probably because I've gone back and listened to all the earlier episodes. But I'll say at least for the last six, seven months here, eight months, I don't know. And it's, it's you've seen me promote them. You've definitely seen me wear the t-shirt. It's the Wilson King podcast. I'm giving it up to my man, Billy. Bring it in. Talk to me, man. What's up, man? How's life? It's life, man. It's it's today has been a today's been a busy day. That's all. I, six o'clock in the morning came early, and I'm still going, man. I'm still here, going strong, dude. <laughs> I felt that, man. I started my day at about six thirty, and still rolling with it. So. Yeah, yeah. Now it's technically, I guess it's almost seven o'clock your time right now. So you're you're is that correct? Am I right on that? Yeah, yeah. We're on Eastern Standard Time. It's uh six forty-two right now to be exact. Yeah, I, I can never remember time zones. So um yeah, for me it's just about, you know, it's five forty-two. So I still got some uh, some daylight left uh before it disappears. But man, I wanted to get you on. I'm glad to have you on because I I genuinely enjoy your podcast, man. I genuinely enjoy it. I appreciate it, dude. We uh, started with a mission of being a safe place for everyone to come talk if they have opposing views of what's not normal or, you know, if their views of like politically or uh, religiously or we, we, we just started as a podcast as a safe place to come talk about whatever. And um, we've started evolving into this thing now where you know, we're promoting local artists, you know, if they're bands, tattoo artists, or bringing on, you know, people to talk about mental health or whatever, like literally whatever we bring people on for, it's turned into more than just a quote unquote political show that it started at, started as during COVID. Well, you can definitely see, and that's what I was going to ask you. You guys started what, before the pandemic or right around when the pandemic really hit? Oh, we, so lockdowns and everything up my way started happening, what, around March of 2020? And that makes sense. I was a very vocal person on COVID on Facebook. You know, if I saw a post where like someone was like spouting out nonsense or just spouting out like whatever they heard on, you know, whatever mainstream media they listened, I was the, I was the voice that would pop in with like CDC numbers on like the flu, pneumonia and all these other infectious diseases that we've never treated the same way that we are treating this. Right. Right. So it started as my buddy and I, I I commented on one of his posts and he hit me up probably an hour after I got into an argument on his post. I was like, bro, let's start a podcast to bring people in because talking over Facebook doesn't do it anymore. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. All it does is either nowadays get you kicked off Facebook or it, it it just turns into a nightmare, dude. Nightmare. I've lost a lot of friendships over conversations on Facebook that if we would have had the same conversation in person, we would have hugged at the end or shook each other's hands and said, I agree to disagree. Well, and that's what, dude, that's where I think we, and not to go off on this, but that's where I think we as a society, and we've gotten wrong. Like we've just gone off the deep end now. It's like, you nobody understands that it's okay if you disagree with somebody it's okay if you think that they are dead wrong but why are we why are we going to like 
lose friendships, lose jobs, lose family members over in a disagreement. I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. It, it doesn't make sense to me either. I've, uh, <clears throat> you know, if, if, if you and I have different beliefs, it is what it is, man. Like as long as you're a good person and you and I can hang out, you know, grab a beer together, sit down and watch the ball game together, or watch a UFC fight together. And we know like there's a time and place to have the conversations with our different beliefs. I'm cool with you. But whenever you like, whenever, if you and I have different beliefs on something, if you're going to attack me while we're talking, that's the only time where I'm like, you know what, man, maybe it's time to cut you out of my life. I, I agree. Whenever you start, like whenever you start hitting below the belt, whenever you start making it a personal attack, there's no reason to have these people around. And that's what Facebook's basically turned into. It's everybody's personally attacking. They're, they're losing sight of the conversation or the art of the debate. And they're just, it's a mess, man. And I, I don't even get involved anymore. I'm out. Like, I'm, I'm like you. You want to talk? Let's just get on the podcast or let's talk off the air, so to speak. Uh, because oh, I'm not getting involved in Facebook. Dude, there's been, I, I can count on both hands how many people, whenever I've, before I started doing the whole camera back off, I see your post, I don't agree with it. I'm going to scroll on because, you know, that's what I can do instead of posting my two cents and a nickel, you know? Right. So, like, I started reaching out to people. If I got into a disagreement, like, hey, come on to the show, let's talk about this. Your views might be different than mine, but you never know. Sense. You might change my mind on something. But the way that you're coming at me, you're never going to change my mind and make me think that what you think is better than what I think. Right. You're and just going to really tell never, me your point. Yeah. And like, I can never, I can never get anyone like the only people that would want to, who were like, would agree to come on were people that like either had similar views with me or were like lined up with me completely. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And, and it sucked because it's like, you know, I've had people like I've had one person on who had other views than me. But it was a DJ friend of ours. So it was like, uh, we're coming on to talk about music. And then it got political because this was during COVID. So, you know, there was, it was very hard during. And, and during the election, bringing on guests that the conversation didn't get political. Yeah, well, I think that. I mean, I'm not, I'm also not surprised. I mean, look at what was going on. COVID was, besides what it did to everybody, COVID spawned so much in the podcast world that I think everybody just felt the need. They had so much to say because we were either on lockdown, quasi-lockdown, out of a job, working from home, away from friends. Everybody was just in this pissed-off mood. And it didn't matter what side of the fence you're on. We all had a lot to say. So mm -hmm. whenever you started talking to somebody it was like the only thing we could talk about was what's going on with the election or what's going on with COVID. Yeah. And that's why, and, and, and I think that's part of the reason why our shows evolved the way it has is because like, we, you know, we bring on a band or a performing artist, you know, a DJ, uh, a, a solo act. Like a couple weeks ago, we had uh, the four leaf loser on and Josh Oster and they performed live on the show, you know, played yeah. drums live, vocals live, everything. Yeah, that was cool. And uh, and uh, we started doing, you know, and I think it evolved because like, yeah, bringing on these bands and performing artists, we bring up COVID, but it's like how, but it's more how did COVID affect your band? How did COVID affect your all's music? How did, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was more than just COVID's fucking bullshit or follow the God. Like, it was more than all of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it wasn't out of the frustration of, great, I can't do this, I can't do this. It was more of, okay, how did you guys adapt to this? Like, you know, how are you doing your music and how are you adapting to the new world, so to speak? Well, if there's one positive thing, because like for me, music is my life. I love music and I love art. Right. And if there's one positive thing that I can see that came out of COVID is there was a lot more podcasts that came out. So, you know, you're not having to rinse and repeat the same ones you were listening to forever. Because, like, I know me, I was a huge Joe Rogan fan. I listened to a lot Two Bears, One Cave. I, I listened to a lot of, like, the bigger shows. And then I started, once I got into podcasts, and I started seeing, oh, this show's only got 20 episodes. 
oh man, they've only been around for like a year. Right. And it was like all around the time that like I was coming into the scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do. Uh, I think it spawned a lot of, I think it, in one aspect, it forced people to be creative um, and kind of put them out of their comfort zone, so to speak. And we got a lot of great talented, not only podcasts from it, but you saw artists such as bands and singer songwriters having to get their music out there in a different way. So they're doing live every week. I had a couple guys down here in Dallas that were doing weekly concerts on Facebook, on YouTube every Friday night when COVID started. And it was just from their living room and you could, you know, Venmo them, do their tip jar or whatever. But it was cool because you're seeing these guys out of their element, just jamming out in their living room. And I was like, this is awesome. You know? Well, dude, we had a uh, guy come on from, oh man, I can't remember his name. And I don't want to click out of this because I'm afraid it's going to like force me to leave the recording. It but, probably uh, will. It probably will. <laughs> so like I'm, I'm trying to, but uh, we had a guy come on out of Seattle who was uh, doing silent music shows in like Seattle's parks, you know, giving people six feet, you know, giving six feet cubes and you would wear headphones in this like haptic system to where you would feel the bass. So it'd be like a silent disco plus doing Twitch streams every week. And it was just awesome. And it was dope to bring them on too. Cause that was, I think that was one of our first. Well, yeah, that was the first episode we did over a zoom call. Oh, wow. So this was probably what you say it was like, like, yeah, it, was like it was it was one of our early episodes. Okay, I don't know if I heard that one. I feel like I did, but because dude, I've gone back. I'm not lying. I've gone back and listened to those early stuff, and I can definitely see the definitive change in your show. By the way, yeah. Well, that's that's uh that's uh, someone asked me before. They're like, why don't you take down some of your episodes? And I was no like. Way. And I was like, no way, because it shows the growth. Like, if you go back and listen to our very first episode, we were in my buddy's garage on a little fold-out plastic table sitting on lawn chairs with no acoustic treatment in the room, just sitting there talking. Right. And, like, if you listen to the episodes, you can hear, like, the little bit of, like, adjustments, us getting better at adjusting the mics, and you can hear the progression in in our show and i was like there's no way i'm ever going to delete episodes because then you'll never see the progression you'll no. never see the type of work someone put in you're going to think that oh man this is a clean you know these dudes are professional clean cut they know what they're doing and man at one point we were just winging it <laughs> i think that was all of us like i did i, I did i started listening to podcasts like early 2000s you know and i like when they were just kind of more or less like it wasn't even considered a podcast really, but that's what they were on the internet. And when I started doing some back home as a special guest, I didn't have my own show or anything like that at all. And then I started doing some in Dallas with another company that I, I won't mention who I used to work for and I was doing their podcast, but I didn't have to do anything. They were editing it out. They told me which studio to show up in. I put my headphones on and, and did my thing again. Like many people, it was really COVID that got me into the shows. And I was the same thing. I'm like, okay, I know a little bit about this. I know a little bit about this. I'm going to put it together and I'm going to roll. And when I listen to some of those early episodes or I get a, a new follower, a new listener is like, Hey man, I went to this concert that you went to. And I'm like, what are they talking about? And I'm like, Oh man, that was an episode I did. And I listen back at that episode. I'm like, Oh, that was rough, but I don't want to get rid of it because to me, it's still part of who I am, just like you guys. It's part of your growth. Why would you ever want to get rid of that? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, if there's one thing I'm fortunate about is outside of uh, doing the, you know, doing promos and doing, you know, going to events to like network or to set up a table to like, you know, kind of promote ourselves at like local concerts or you know, local events that go on outside of that, I've uh, been able to get a team around me that does a lot of the nitty gritty stuff. Like whenever it comes to our editing, all of our, all our editing is, is making sure the levels are good and mastering it, throwing in our intro song and throwing in our sponsor ads. And that's, that's it. What our editing is. And like, that's a, like, like you and I've talked about this before over a messenger about how I'm like, the one thing that I love about my show is that it's raw and uncut. 
Like, if you say something now, now I don't have an issue going back in if a guest is like, hey, I messed up. I said something I shouldn't have. Could you, like, you know, clean that up and, like, take that out? I got no issue doing that. That's different. That's different. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, our show is literally just we master it, throw in music, and put in ads, and we send it out. And it is what it is at that point. I think that's probably what drew me to your show. I know initially the logo caught my attention. I, I don't know. It was just, it, it's, I, you know, when I say it this way, you'll understand what I mean, I think. It was the simplicity that stood out to me. Because it's a, it's a really cool logo, but it's not, there's not a lot of layers to it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, that makes complete sense. And it stuck out to me, so I was like, I'm going to give these guys a shot. You know, let's listen. And I was like, I feel like these are guys I can hang out with and drink beers with and smoke cigars with, so I'm going to keep listening. And then that's, that's what gets it for me. It's not fake. It's not people... I think too many people try to be somebody else. I, th- I think people are too worried that they've got to put on an act when they do a podcast or they do a show or whatever. And to me, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear who you are. Look, if you cuss all the time and that's what you do, okay, that's part of you. You know, like I want to hear what your beliefs are. I want to know you to get behind your product. And that's why, that's why I listen to you guys, man. Oh, dude, if, if, if that's one thing I can say on our show that, we do not hold back. I mean, there's been, we do be cursing. We also do say, uh, like, um, I'm that the episode we're posting up on February 2nd is an episode that, like, uh, it, it holds real near and dear to my heart. Okay. And, uh, I'm a huge proponent. Like, I okay. do. I'm I love it. And I was fortunate enough to get a friend of mine on who just finished up her bachelor's in psychology and is uh, looking at starting her master's within the next year or two. And we literally just sat down and talked for damn near two hours just about mental health, how the system's flawed. And like there's a point in there where I'm pretty sure you can hear me getting choked up. See, to me. And that, that, that's tomorrow, or I guess that would be, well, yeah. Okay, guys, just in case you guys don't realize this, it, it's February 1st right now when we're recording this, okay? So the episode will have been out by then. But um, so that'll be the February 2nd episode. I'm looking forward to listening to that one because that holds a little bit special to me as well, and I can't wait to check that out. Um, yeah, I even, uh, we even, we're also with the episode, we are introducing the new that a very good friend of mine who was on the show, Corey Venable, worked on for us. Okay. You've got a lot of changes going on. You've had a lot of changes on your show because you basically, you kind of lost your partner in crime, so to speak. Yeah, he he had personal things get in the way and he honestly looked at me and was like, dude, I don't have the time like I used to to do it. Is there like, are you cool if I step away? And it was a very mutual thing. It wasn't, you know, there's no hard feelings. It was just, you know, he picked up a bunch of jobs and he was working and he's been, uh, and he's also a DJ and he wanted to put more, he wanted to put more of his time into that than what he could doing this and trying to get his DJing and producing career going. Well, one thing that I think a lot of people don't realize, and maybe is how much time these podcast take i don't you know from the recording from promotion from if you're scheduling guests from coming up with new creative ideas so you're not just the same old same old i don't think people realize it it's it's a full-time job you know you are you are behind the scenes scheduling your post you're promoting you're you're recording i like to record pretty far ahead of time for the most part just so i can take some time off you know, if I'm done for a month, then I want to be able to take a week off and say, I'm not recording anything this week, you know, and to do that, you've got to set time aside. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a family, a full-time job, forget it, forget it. It's a, it's, so I understand that why he would probably want to, you know, focus on what he needs to focus on, but that left, that left you in a little bit of a bind. 
in in a in a sense because now your show has taken on a different dynamic. Yeah. I mean, and it but it's a dynamic that I think that we've that the show's been working towards for a few months now. Cause if you go back and look at a lot of our old episodes, we were starting to bring on, you know, local bands. We were starting to bring on, you know, people that were involved in local events and we 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 were already starting to make that change. And then it was just kind of like, okay, now I guess it's time for us to go full full force into this change. It did there because we uh we took the month of December off because you know December's a busy month from yeah. Thanksgiving until after New Year's. It's a busy month. So we both sat down and we're like, hey, let's take December off. We've literally been recording every weekend weekend and week out sometimes two times a weekend because uh, my regular job schedule just has me home on the weekends that's about the only time that we're all able to get together in the studio right you know we were for over a year a little close to a year and a half because we started mid-july of 2020 and we didn't take any extensive break until december of 2021 wow yeah, that's that's the thing with with what I was doing too. My breaks, I used to do like a week break in the beginning where if I had an episode that I felt was worth promoting an extra week instead of promoting the show, really focusing on that episode. This is in the early days. I would say I'm not recording this week. I'm just going to let this episode run 2 weeks. You know, and really focus on that. Now, if I want to take time off like when I go on vacation, or I go out of town. I just got to make sure that everything's well recorded before then and take time off. That's why I think for my show, I don't do a lot of special guests. Um, I like the idea of doing it. And there's some more people I'm, I'm going to have in the future, but because it's just me, I can kind of just go, Hey, today I'm recording two episodes, three episodes, and then I'm going to be done for the next three weeks. You know, it's a yeah. lot, it's a lot easier. There's a lot, less moving parts, but, um, you, you, you guys, you know, you got a crew on your show, man. Oh man. It's, uh, we're constantly, you know, I've enjoyed the episodes we did where it's just kind of, we just get together and do an episode. You know what I mean? Yes. And those were some of my favorite episodes because, you know, we, we, we used to label those as, uh, and, you know, we didn't feel like booking anybody. We still wanted to get an episode in and we all got an opportunity to hang out together. And it wasn't all business. It was, you know, we're just sitting down talking about whatever's going on. Right. And and and, and, and that was kind of our break weeks because, you know, we weren't expecting the, you know, it wasn't an episode where we were like, okay, this is going to do very well because in the past, those the best ones that, you know, performance wise, but it was still an episode we enjoyed doing. Sure. And, uh, but now it's just, uh, you know, I had to miss a week in January cause my job had me out for the weekend. So either way I was going to miss a week though in January cause I went on vacation to Vermont for on a, I went on a ski trip up there. So nice. I left on a Saturday, didn't get an opportunity to record, you know, either way I was going to miss a week this month, but everything kind of fell into place the way it should have because the last two guests we had on were the guy were two people putting on a huge event at one of our local uh, historical theaters in our area. They were putting on a all day concert, like in the morning started with like an acoustic cafe. And then the second act was like a punk show. And then the third act was two of, probably my favorite bands in our area named cursor and dead switch. So that, so that's the other thing that I've noticed with you guys or with you uh, is the connection to the community is there. You have a connection to that community. You seem to be pulling a lot of, and, and I mean, maybe some are friends or associates or whatever, but you you're involved in the community, so to speak. And that's got to help the show out pretty good, pretty well. It, it helps us out a good bit. I mean, if it wouldn't have been for some of the connections I've made along the ways, I don't think the show would be where it's at right now. But right. at the same time, a lot of those networking connections I've made have been people that I've known for years that 
I just kind of was like, hey, I'd do this. Would you be down to come on or would you be down to help out in any way, shape or form or whatever? Like um, our, our main sponsor, Right Live Events, that's a guy I've known probably for six, seven years now. Right. And uh, that whole sponsorship just came around to me going up to him saying, hey, man, uh, if you have any shows or events you want to promote, let me know. I'll do it for free. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, he was like, nah, man, fuck that. Let's sit down and, you know, let's talk shop. And, you know, I don't I, I, I don't want you doing anything outside of out more than what you're already doing if you're not getting compensated for it. And that's where that whole thing came from. And then it was just we turned to way more, you know, we started doing going to live events and interviewing bands on site as they came off stage after they finished playing. Um, and, and it just grew into this whole, almost like a whole community of just between the bands or me with the podcast or local businesses, like our whole identity, right, that has came about after the sponsorship and after, you know, getting connected more was support local, support your local store before going to the big box store, if you financially can. Right. Which is, seems to be, it's not even a trend. It just seems to be what the vast, at least the vast majority of people I hang out with, that's what we want to do anyway. So I could see why everybody's like, oh, support local. You guys are behind that. We're behind you. And you just, it's a community within a community, you know? Um, That's what I do over here too, as much as I can. And I think that in doing so, like you said, those connections just come so naturally. Yeah, I mean, the guy who edits my uh, who 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 uh, helps with the editing for the show, he was uh, the uh, he's uh, the bassist for Twelve Sins, the very first episode of the year. Yeah, jeez, that's awesome, man. So, I mean, these guys are willing; these guys are have no problem jumping on your show and helping you out. You guys, you because it's it's beyond it's beyond a quote unquote sponsorship as much as it's just a relationship. Yeah. I mean, honestly, one thing I love about our local community music wise is it doesn't matter if you're in a bluegrass band, a country band, you're a solo acoustic artist, or you're in a heavy metal band or whatever. Whenever you go to like a lot of these local events or concerts or whatever you want to call them, you probably see a good at least one member from 75% of the bands in the area. And, so they're, and they're, they're, su- they're supporting each other in the music yeah. scene. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, I can... Go ahead. And another big thing they do for each other around here is like, say, um, say, say the bassist, you know, he's not able to make it to the show because he's sick or had prior arrangements before the show was booked. Other bands, bassists will fill in and help and help each other out. Drummers will fill in for other drummers and yeah, and like and like learning their music in like a week, you know, three days to a week, learning all the music to play that coming show. Yeah, see, I don't, I know a few guys here that are like that, I, and you know what? I don't want to act like I'm bad mouthing the the Dallas music scene by any means. Because there's some, I mean, there's a ton of great local artists here that I, that I know personally that I've booked at for events and stuff, but there's guys that I've seen where they will swap out. It's like, oh, you need a bass player? I got you. Here I come. Oh, you need this? I got your drummer right here because here I am. And there's, they're, they're a tight knit group, but then there's another side of it. There's another side of it here where it's almost like, oh, well, I'm sorry. I can't help you. And that never made any sense to me. <laughs> like, how are you not going to help somebody out? This is a music, a local music scene. Y'all want each other to succeed. There's a, there's enough venues to go around, you know? I mean, but there is that other side here in Dallas where the one side is, hey, you know, help me out. I'm going to support you. You support me. And the, then there's another side that's just, they stay in their lane and they they don't do anything. And I, I won't you know, throw anybody under the bus, but it, it always baffles me when I hear those stories. Cause I'm like, aren't we all trying to do the same thing here? Like, you know, can't we all just get a piece of this pie? Why, why do we got to be selfish? 
Well, dude, that's a that's a huge thing I've seen. Like, like what makes like being in the big city compared to where we're at. Because I mean, we're technically like Martinsburg, West Virginia is considered a city, but it ain't nothing like the Baltimore's or the Dallas or Austin or Houston or Washington D.C. or New York City. It's 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 a very small city, right? So you know, I've noticed it in the EDM community because I've I've been pretty involved in that community as well, where you know, instead of supporting each other, you got these guys who, if they supported each other, could grow together, but it's like it's a competition. See, that doesn't make sense to me. So I was huge into EDM back, I say back in the day, but not that long ago. Um, And I used to do a lot in Detroit when I lived there. And we used to do the Detroit Electronic Music Festival every year. And with Canada literally being right across the river, we would bounce to Canada and do shows and book events and book DJs. And it was very much a tight-knit community there. Like the DJs, the promoters, they all knew each other. The club owners all knew each other. And it was very much like supportive. When I came to Dallas and I met some people in that community, again, it was night and day. It was like one side of it did their own thing and the other side was just trying to grow the community. And I don't know if it's a Dallas thing. I'm not quite sure what it is because it's not like Detroit's a small city, you know? No. Uh, and, but it was just a different vibe in Detroit than it is in Dallas. And it's, I haven't figured it out. And, and here I am at 43. I don't do much in the uh, EDM scene anymore anyway, other than listen to it. So, you know, yeah. Well, that's like a, one of the one of my biggest supporters and one of the people that's helped me out the most. Uh, his name's Jorge Cuestas, aka DJ Perspective, and uh, him and I've had this conversation because he's like, I've preached this for ten years now in the DMV, which you know the DMV is like Baltimore, DC, Northern Virginia, like that yeah. area. And he's like, I've preached this before. Like, why don't you guys ask each other to play play each other's music? Like, this isn't a competition. Like, if one person grows and they're you. And that means you're going to turn around and have people looking at you and you grow together. And, and that's, in, in my opinion, that's the best way to do it is like if, if you got homies that are involved in the same thing you're involved in, if you guys can sit there and help each other out and help each other grow, it's going to be it, it, it's more fulfilling for me personally than it would be if I sat there and was like, I did this all on my own. This is all my work. Because it's not. Because anything to grow takes a community to grow. You can't do it by yourself. And that's 100%. And, and I've, I've found some great people in the podcast community. Because as you know, once you start getting your podcast out there and really getting to it, there's a lot of people that start a podcast. And within the first six months, they give up. They stop. Um, they just, you know, they, they can't commit to it. Or it's not happening as easily for them or whatever. But when you really start sticking with it and diving in and connecting, I've met a lot of cool people. I mean, obviously, you know, um, that are just willing to help you out, give you advice, maybe guide you or ask an opinion on something, tell your opinion on something. And I've noticed that in the podcast community, man, there's some great people out there that are just willing to support. And to me, that's what it's about. If you win and you're successful and you whatever you're trying to achieve, you achieve it, then that's only better for me. You know, that, that only makes it go, wow, cool. He did it. And he, he knows what he's doing and he supported me and I support him. That's great. You know, because if nobody listens to podcasts and what the hell are we doing? You know? Yeah. Well, dude, that's like uh, my fiance and I've, I've had this conversation before with her where uh, we talked about me bringing on like smaller bands and I was like, I'm not bringing them on because it's like, I'm clout trade chasing. I'm bringing them on because I, it's going to make me feel good about myself and the mission we have here at the Wilson King podcast to be able to sit there and say, you know, I get a message from someone who listens to us from Texas and is like, yo, who's that band? Uh, who's those two guys you had on? And I yep. tell them the band name and they're like, well, they got a new fan down here in Austin or yeah. or wherever they're at. Like, it makes me feel awesome knowing that I'm helping a band who, you know, normally doesn't get further than like PA or like central Virginia or, you know, what Maryland or whatever, you know, they're getting listeners in Texas now or Illinois or California or wherever. And, and it's, it's just a really good feeling. Well, and that's the other thing too. Yeah. You're introducing me because I mean, I would never hear those bands. 
that you have on your show, I, I would doubt I would hear them, you know, down here if it wasn't for your show. So then I make a note. Let me go check this guy's social media out. Let me follow this band on social media because I like them or because I want to find out more about them. Again, like you said, I would never know. I would never know those guys. And I think that that's a huge thing for, again, you're not trying to be like, oh, I had this band on when they were nothing. No, you're just trying to support local music and spread the wealth, mm -hmm. you know? And that's what it's, yeah, that's what it's all about. And that's what I've been finding out in, like I said, in the podcast community, there are people that are, you know, resharing podcasts or recommending podcasts to me. Hey, Brandon, I saw you follow this guy. Why don't you check out this podcast? Cool. More, absolutely. You know, I'm open to listen to anybody, you know, and check them out. You know, it may not be, may not be my thing all the time, but I'm still going to support, you know, and, and well, that's cool. Well, whenever it comes to podcasts, I can tell you this. The main three podcasts I listen to anymore is I still listen to JRE whenever he has someone on that interests me. Right, right. I listen to the Damien and Jesse show, which is another show that's uh, from that records down in Texas. And I listen to you. Those are my main three podcasts that I listen to. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, you're on. Yeah, when, when Spotify did its little. Uh... <laughs> Uh, you know, wrapped tour or not wrapped. I think it's called wrapped. I don't fucking know what they call it. And they rewind what you listen to the most. It's always interesting to see because I already know what podcast or Apple podcast is like, hey, you listen to this the most this year. And I'm like, oh, uh, you're, you're telling me that one day I just binge listen the Wilson King podcast for three hours, four hours, five hours. Shocker, you know? Because yeah. <laughs> it, it's you. I mean, and that's no joke. I mean, you know, I always comment on your stuff and i i may not get to catch your facebook live all the time uh but i always try to go back and watch it after the fact um yeah dude that's uh like with our facebook live which that happens every monday 8 p.m or a little bit after just in case of technical difficulties i have <laughs> ran into a couple of those but um that's that that's one reason i started doing those live streams is because you know you and i've been talking for months now about you coming on the show I'm well, ready, man. To, yeah. But for me to get you on the show in the studio, I'd have to do a Zoom call. And my internet is garbage out here. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I know, dude. You said that you said that, and I was like, man, it's all good. I get it. Trust me. I get it. it but the I'm, live thing's working, man. The live thing's working. It's awesome, dude. I mean, that very first one we did was a uh, friend of mine. He's a DJ from Philadelphia. Like it, it it's given me more access to bringing on people that are, you know, out, out of the tri-state area, out of, you know, an hour and a half drive to get to the studio. Because I don't feel right hitting someone up saying, hey, man, you want to come on? Come, you know, drive four or five hours to come sit down and talk for an hour and a half? Like, like that doesn't <laughs> seem right to me. Right, yeah, no big deal. Just take your whole day and come out and hang out with me for an hour, you know? Yeah, and it's like, you know, so I started doing these live streams because there's – a lot of people there's there's a lot of bands that i've met throughout the years or you know djs i've met throughout my years that it's just like i really want to get you on the show but i don't feel right bringing you out here like uh there's this uh one dj duo that i was talking to last year that we were trying to coordinate getting them to come out from seattle yeah and um and it, it, it was in the works but it just fell through just you know didn't have the time, couldn't figure out the best, you know, our, our, our schedules couldn't link up. But now with these live streams, it's like, hey, by chance, do you have Mondays available? Oh, you do? Well, ha are you available at, you know, 8 p.m. Eastern time? Oh, you are awesome. Let's do a live stream together. Well, it opens up the whole, uh, the whole new bag because, like you said, now you can get anybody. I mean, honestly, really, the sky's the limit with that Facebook Live stuff um, or any sort of live thing. And, and, and that's what, like, whether it's Instagram or Twitter, whatever, you know, you know, all the platforms out there. Um, but I, I like them because to me, it adds another layer. And I think personally, and maybe it's just my, me, sometimes people want to see your face. You know what I mean? They want to see, mm -hmm. they want to know who they're, who they're dealing with here. You know, because I've had images of people like, I'm sure you've listened to an artist 
and you're, you know, playing their music and you've got an image in your head of what they sound like mm -hmm. and what they look like. I mean, and then you, you, you see them on a video and you're like, damn, I had no idea. You're like, I, that's not what I thought, you know? So sometimes it's really cool. And with podcasting, it's all about connection. It's all about reaching those listeners. It's all about connecting to somebody in some way. And I think the visuals help that a lot. I really do. Well, that's that's one thing that uh, is going to be coming within the next month or so. Um, I'm still teaching myself how to edit videos and make it look clean and seamless. And uh, the, all those live streams, because I use OBS Studio to do them to Facebook, it records that whole video. Nice. So I'm going to start, uh, we're going to start posting those up onto YouTube as well, under the same name, the Wilson King podcast. But uh, it's just a work in progress because I haven't edited a video since I was a freshman in high school. So now I'm reteaching myself all these things that I learned well, 10, then, 12 years ago. And then look at how, like, now you just aged me, dude. You just, you just aged me, man. <laughs> Fucking high school was back in 1997 for me. They didn't even have this crap back then, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they didn't have it in college either. So, um, but that's the thing too. Look at how much has changed in the last 10 years when it's come to software, when it's come to editing. Uh, in the last three years, what you can do editing video compared to what you could do three years ago, it's unreal to me. I don't, I don't do a lot of uh, videos on my end. Um, I'm probably going to start though now this year. It's going to happen. Uh, a lot more live stuff from different, like I'm going down to Austin. I was supposed to go down there last month, but COVID just, you know, basically stopped that for me. Um, so now I'm going down to Austin to do a live show at uh, Oasis Texas Brewing, one of my sponsors down there. That'll be fun. Um, but for the most part, I stick to video with trash talk because I don't have to edit those. <laughs> I let Stuart edit all that. I just want to <laughs> stay like, just leave me alone, man. I need a team. I'm literally just one dude here trying to do everything, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, um, editing video, like, the more I play with it, it the, like, to me, it's like, I'm a very simple person, obviously, with our logo and how, how raw and uncut our show is. And uh, that doesn't come from, you know, the fact where it's like, I would, like, we started out as wanting to be raw and uncut, but it also comes from, showing simplicity and i'm a super simple guy like right. if i can if i can get a very clean product out to you and be super simple with it i would rather do that than make a very 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 edited video that took me you know 12 hours to edit a 45 minute video you know what i mean no i do i do get that yeah that makes me it makes more sense well, it does because I mean, I'm I'm a busy guy, you know. Between my regular job, my second job, and then doing the podcast and it being a full time gig, I I don't have I don't have the time to spend on editing for 12, 13 hours. But it's also I feel like when I, you can over edit as well, and if you just keep it simple, it in my opinion, it's a cleaner product. Well, look at, I mean, I know we all talk about Joe Rogan, but that, really when it comes to podcasting, it's not to say there aren't other large shows out there and great shows, but when it comes to podcasting, I feel like Joe Rogan's the first one that pops in most people's minds, you know, um, especially nowadays with everybody talking trash about him for no reason. Um, I, when you look at his show, his show's not exactly that edited, really. Mm -hmm. It's pretty, I mean, sure, he's got some amazing guests on there and he's got the money for it and he's got some good equipment. But if you watch it even, it's really no different than you and I. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I'm Joe, you know what I mean? But it's really stripped down and no different. He doesn't, he doesn't worry about if he makes a mistake or fumbles over his words or, you know what I mean? Like he's just there talking. And I think that's part of the reason why, like, if you look at, everyone and how people are getting their media nowadays, you know, more people are listening to podcasts and they listen to the radio anymore. More people are watching a YouTube video than watching the news. Agreed. And I think it comes from like with Joe Rogan or like Theo Vaughn's 
podcast. It all comes from they're just sitting down having a conversation. I think that's what makes I think that's what people are craving for, whether they realize it or not. We are tired of being spoon fed cookie cutter fake nonsense, whether that's from real media, social media, radio, whatever. We're, we're tired of that. We just want to see these people be real for a change. And I think when you go to those podcasts and you listen to them, you're like, this is who they are. Whether you like it or not, this is who they are. And mm-hmm. that's what you want to hear. That's why guys like Howard Stern back in the day, that's why he was such a success. Besides the shocking stuff that he did, he was just, he's a really good interviewer. When you get, when you get past all the gimmicks and you just watch him in an interview, he's really good at interviewing people. He knows how to pull information from them without sounding like he wrote it down. And that's why he was such a success. Guys on the radio now, that crap. They're not. It's it's no. read the cue card, ask the same generic fluff question. It's all red carpet bull crap. And nobody wants to hear it. So guys like Rogan and the rest of them, that's why they got the million dollar contracts. Because they're, look what they're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's that's what pulled me into podcasts because I think the first podcast I ever listened to was JRE, probably yeah. right before the pandemic hit. I got into it because I drive a lot for work and I'm like, man, I'm tired of listening to music. I'm going to listen to something else. And I was like, well, I'll give Joe Rogan a, a shot. And I think one of the first episodes I listened to was never. He had Eddie Bravo and Alex Jones on together. Oh, wow. And that was a freaking hoot. Well, and Joe Rogan doesn't care. He'll do a three-hour podcast. Yeah, well, obviously <laughs> here at the Wilson King podcast, we don't care either because our longest one's like five hours and 12 minutes, and that was by accident. <laughs> yeah, I'm very – I'll tell you what. I, I'm, I'm a pretty regimented pod, like guy, mostly because of time. But I, I've looked – I've got some episodes. I think my most one I ever did, and I split it into two parts, though. I think yeah. it was, I think it was like a two hour, two and a half hour. And it was my trip to Ireland. It was breaking down Ireland. I got one coming up. That's about two hours, but I try to break them down because I'm what I found for me anyway, is that I'm realizing that most of my people that are listening or what I can see anyway, is their window is like an hour. Mm-hmm. And I know they'll come back to it. You know, I know they'll come back and listen if it's really good or they're really interested, but I want to just try to cap, you know, I want to give it to me and try to capture in that hour. Cause God knows I can be long winded, you know? Yeah. Well, a lot of our episodes that go past like an hour and a half, two hours, two and a half, like our longer episodes have literally just been because I forgot we were recording and got lost in conversation. And then I look <laughs> at the computer and I'm like, Oh shit. We're already two and a half hours in. Let's get ready and wrap this thing up. Right. Well, and that's kind of cool, though, sometimes, because then it's like, oh, here's some bonus stuff. You know, like, I don't know. I, I Sometimes I like that, especially, again, if it's a good episode and I can tell you guys are just having a good time. Or if I'm listening to Joe Rogan and I'm like on a road trip or at work or, and I really don't want to be working. So I just put my earbuds in and I'm listening to him and it, you know, he's talking to Snoop for two and a half hours and yeah, I'm like, whatever, or Elon Musk. And at this point I have no idea what they're talking about because it's above my pay grade, but I'm still listening. You know. Well, listen, I listen to Elon Musk's anytime I can listen to anything on Elon Musk. I listen because I'm waiting for Starlink. I need Starlink. <laughs> so it's you. Okay. So, you and my buddy Ken. All right. So I recorded this episode of my buddy Ken. He's been like my ride or die buddy since eighth grade. And he moved back to Michigan, but he's out in the middle of, dude, I, I know where he is, but it's out there in Michigan. Like there's nothing like it's in between two major cities and he's in like the black hole. And I recorded this episode with him because he just wrote his second book. And I think he's working on his third or maybe he's done. I don't remember. It took me an hour just to get that episode in. And I, with all my editing, I still can't get a good episode because his internet is crap out there. And he keeps on telling me, I'm just waiting for Elon Musk, dude. I'm just waiting for Musk. I had to cancel that whole episode because 
I can't splice it together for even it to even sound remotely good. And I've given up on it. I'm like, bro, just next time you come to Texas, we'll talk until then I'll just text you. Cause I, cause he's got the worst internet and he's like, Elon Musk is going to save the day, man. Dude, it's where, where, where I live at whenever people, because, because I, uh, this, our studio is a little home studio, you know, right. it's, I've got a spare room in my house. I wasn't using and me and my buddy was like, uh, whenever we first started the show, we were, you know, having to move equipment every week to record. We were having to do this. I was like, dude, I got a spare room. We can set up a table and never have to move anything. Let's do it. So it got moved into my house and then some guests were coming out. And their first thing they said was, I could have sworn I was about to come into the, to the deliverance. <laughs> Shit. You hear some banjos playing and it's time to bounce, dude. We got to go, man. <laughs> exactly. And, 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 you know, that's one of our goals in the next, you know, five, 10 years is getting the studio out of the house. But there's just some kind of simplicity and homey feeling to, you know, being in, you know, having a home studio. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I make, I do my makeshift studio sometimes when I feel like it, like if it's a real, what I like to call on, you know, my air quotes, serious podcast, I'll go makeshift my studio in my, I mean, I'm not afraid to say it in my closet and I've got my sound, you know, soundproof area. And I'm in there with a microphone trapped in there, like Anne Frank trying to, you know, do my podcast and it works, but I, I tell you what, the next, when I move in the next four or five months, I'm putting a studio in my house, man. I'm doing yeah. it. <laughs> that is one thing that I can say once I moved into where I live at and having this extra room, because like right now our, 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 our setup is I've got four boom mics, a mixer, and we use a six foot conference table. Okay. Well, like it's a full, you know, guest oriented setup. Sure. And it was probably took us what, like a year just to get it to where like it was fully finished between the painting and yeah, yeah, like, like getting all the basics and it took us about a year, just, you know, saving up money. Now we're to the point where we're starting to decorate up around. It's not just a, you know, acoustic paneling up on the wall or it's not just the canvases or whatever. Like we're starting to get to a point to where now it's the decoration time. Right. So, it's cool to, and again, though, that's the evolution. Cause think about it. Like think about next year and the year after when you look back at the first pictures of your studio compared to what it's going to be two years from now, that's the evolution, man. That's, that's growth. You know, if you were still looking at the same thing, the same table, the same decor, so to speak, two years from now, you know, you're doing something wrong. You know what I mean? When, when, whenever we started in this studio, the walls weren't painted, so it was drywall gray. And what we hung up to try to break up the gray was some tapestries. Right. And that's and then it just evolved into what it is. So so now that you and this is probably a tough question, maybe. Are you how are you feeling on the news? I, I hate to say solo act because it's not a solo act, but how are you feeling now that you're you've gone full steam ahead with the evolution of the show? You've got your different layers, you know, because you've got your Facebook Live now. You got a new logo coming, or a new, I'm uh, not new logo, new uh, new intro music coming. What? Well, I guess it might even be out by the time this goes live. Um, so you've you've gone full steam ahead. Are you feeling comfortable with the direction that the show's going, or do you see it even changing more? Where I'm at with the show right now, I feel very comfortable with it. But if you quit evolving anything, it gets stale. I agree. So I see it evolving more like um, the end of this month, I got two tattoo local tattoo artists coming on. We're going to talk about the art of tattooing, you know, the history of tattooing. Awesome. We talk about cults and religion. I and, all um, that. But um, I'm comfortable where we're at. I mean, I'm not a solo act, really. My fiance sits in and helps out with a lot of the a lot of the episodes that we do now. For sure. I mean, Any time that, like, say, Corey wasn't able to come out because he had a show where I was on the road working and it was just Corey here, 
she sat in on a, she's probably sat in on 95% of the episodes we've done maybe 98% of the episodes we've done yeah unless she got too drunk the night before and was hung over that sounds accurate that's fair but um <laughs> but you know even with Corey not being involved i'm still not alone in the journey yeah so um, I'm very comfortable with the direction we're going because I think it's a direction that's going to help us grow, but I also see more changes coming in the coming months, years, whatever. I, I, I see it turning into more of a variety show than what it was before. Yeah, I've been, I've been thinking about that. Like, okay, here's a new year. We know we're at, you know, we or me, I'm adding X, Y, and Z to the show, whether that be, the new merchandise is coming in. The website's up already. The book is finally coming out. Finally, thank God. Uh, I got a new sponsor. Those are great things. But now I need to go a little bit further into the actual show itself and add another layer to it, you know? And uh, that's why I'm trying to incorporate more live shows. Uh, things different. Because I could tell stories all day about my life. But eventually, I'm going to not have a story. Eventually, I mean... I. It, it, I don't want to say not have a story, not have a story that's worth spending a show about. So what am I going to do when that, when those stories are told, where am I going to go? So it's like, well, we got to create more stories. So let's go do stuff to create more stories. So that's, I, I think you're right when you nailed it, when you said you got to stop, you can't stop evolving or you're just boring and stale and then you lose interest. And then eventually you probably quit. Yeah, and that's one thing I do not want to do because this is something I love. I love talking to people. You know, whenever uh, my fiance and I first got together, we'd go out to the bar. She'd have to come find me because I'd get, you know, caught up talking to someone I haven't seen in 10 years. And we'd sit there and talk at the bar for 45 minutes. Right. She's sitting, just, there, she's sitting there with no drink in her hand like, dude, bro, we're, we're, he was gone. He told me to get a drink, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly how it would happen. I'd go up to the bar to get a drink and then... Or you'd go to the fucking bathroom and end up talking to somebody at the bathroom for 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah. But, that's what, what, that happened to me, too, when, my, when I was married. Uh, and I used to work in the bars all the time and everything. So I knew everybody. So we'd go down to a bar and somebody would be like, oh, hey, Brandon. And I'd just start talking to him. And I'm like, oh, man, I didn't even... It's been 30 minutes, 20 minutes. I didn't even introduce my wife. Uh, that, that could be maybe why I'm not married now, but, um, I didn't even introduce her and she'd get all pissed off or whatever, but that's just what happens. You know, that's what we do. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, you know, we've got a lot of new merch coming this year. Uh, I'm about to start doing pre-orders within the next, uh, week or so. I'm just, uh, working on graphics for the pre-orders and I'm looking for a good local t-shirt shop to run the pre-orders through. Um, we're going to be attempting to come out with sweatshirts and performance t-shirts, like Under Armour material stuff. That's cool. I, you did. You get a sweatshirt, even though I'm in Texas. And although allegedly we're supposed to be cold this week, so I'll, I'll, we'll see what happens there. But um, you get a sweatshirt, man. You know I'm buying one. Yeah, I mean, you know, we just had those new shirts come in too with the small logo. Uh, yeah, anyone who listens to this, if you want to, you know, if you listen to us and you enjoy our show and you want to cop one of those shirts, you know, we still have certain sizes left in our original run and we got sized pretty much every size left in our new run of t-shirts. Feel free to message the podcast page and Brandon can atone to this. We will make sure they get shipped out. Dude, I promise you they will. And they're look, the shirt I got, and I didn't get one of the small ones. I think I got busy and forgot um, the ones with the small logos. But um, I can attest they're good quality shirts. They're not, they're not, they don't feel like you're putting on a piece of cardboard. They're good quality shirts. Trust me on that. But um, yeah, there's just a lot more stuff coming this year. We're working on a YouTube channel, and once that gets up and running. I will start putting my efforts into getting us a website up so people can, you know, find where to listen to us more easily than just having a link tree. Well, man, I will tell you this, uh, as I wrap it up here, I'll tell you right now. Um, I love the show. I love what you're doing. I love watching progression. Um, 
I think because I just, you know, I like you guys. I like, I like you, man. I like everybody that's been involved in the show. It's cool to hear about different things going on in different parts of the country that I may never get to. You know what I mean? Like, I, my life is too hectic to travel all over the place. If I was single and didn't, well, I am single. If I didn't have a kid in a different multiverse, I would be traveling everywhere. But since I don't, I love to hear about what's going on. And I love to hear about people's views and opinions. They're not afraid to speak their opinions. That means a lot to me because I hate people that beat around the bush. Your show is not that. And that's what I like about it. So keep whatever you're doing, man. And I'm not just saying this because you're on here. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Keep working hard at it. You've got people that appreciate it, that gain something from your show, that are entertained. It's worth it. I like it. Keep rolling with it, man. I appreciate it, man. And I, guys, hey, what I'll do is you can check out, uh, you can basically find the Wilson King podcast everywhere. You can find it right on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the podcast uh, platforms that are out there. I will post, though, the link to the social media pages as well um, and I, on my uh, podcast page and my social media I'll tag all the appropriate people I need to tag. So if you guys can't find them, just go ahead and click on the link. Check it out. Make sure you follow so you don't miss any episodes. And every Monday around, what are we, what are we saying? Eight o'clock? Is that the appropriate time for your live Facebook stuff? Yep. Eight o'clock Eastern time, seven o'clock Central time, six o'clock Mountain time, and five o'clock Pacific time. I don't know how you did that, dude. Now forgot all of them. I just now forgot them all. But uh, you can catch them on Facebook, and I will make sure. Don't forget if you just follow their Facebook page, you'll be able to see it all live. I look forward to coming on. Well, actually, technically, when this drops, I'll have already been on Facebook Live. Yeah. So that's so confusing to me. I'm I'm thinking ahead of time, but uh, I'm excited about that, man. And I, I'm glad we got to hook this up, man. It's been cool talking to you, and I, and I really appreciate uh, you being on the show, man. Dude, I appreciate you having me. And uh, one more place you can listen to us, because a lot of people get mind-blown whenever I tell them this, you can listen to every episode that we've ever put out on Facebook. You just go to our page, go to podcasts, and you will be able to listen to it on Facebook as well. That's probably the coolest thing that Facebook has ever done. Agreed. But to dude, be honest I, with you. I I 100% agree. Whenever I found out they were doing it, I as soon as I got the email from uh, our distribution website, I was on that like instantly getting that set up. I know you messaged. I remember you messaged me. You're like, dude, are you doing this? And I'm like, yep, <laughs> I'm doing it right now, dude. Because I was like, this is cool. Because there's a lot of people that really don't like to leave that platform that they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And there's still a ton of people that listen to it on Facebook. And as soon as those episodes drop, it's right on there. It's pretty quick. I mean, it's like almost instant that it's right on Facebook. So you can check it out. But um, man, well, I'm looking forward to seeing what you got going on. And uh, I guess I'll be talking to you in the future. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And I cannot wait to see what you're doing in the future. Thanks, brother. Take it easy, my man. You too, man. Later. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Life of an Average Joe podcast. I want to give a big thank you to the Wilson King podcast and my man, Billy Joe Wilson. We've been working hard to to try to come up with a, a time and a schedule to do something together, and it finally just aligned. And even though we had some technical difficulties in the beginning, it was great to uh, connect and talk and discuss the process of podcasting kind of get to know him more. And, we, you know, we, we've just been supporting each other for a while now and been working on really trying to collaborate and mostly because of my schedule. It, it and, <laughs> and I guess his, in all fairness, it takes some time to do that. But I was really happy to have him on. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please go check out the Wilson King podcast. They've had some great special guests on there and some really good conversations, too, about some things that are going on in this country and this world. So it's a really nice and refreshing podcast to hear real people discuss real issues and, and really not put on a front for what they believe in. I also want to give a big shout out to my brand new sponsor, Lucky 13's Tattoo Care. You got to protect your skin, okay? I've got, what, nine tattoos working on 10. Some are better than others. And there's a lot of skincare products out there for, for your skin, regardless if you have a tattoo or not. 
some of them aren't so good. Some of them are really expensive. Some of them do damage to your tattoo, even though they claim that they don't. Lucky's 13 is not the case. Lucky 13s is very affordable and worth it. Trust me. They've got all different kinds from the travel sticks to the balms to really cool merchandise too, by the way. But the great thing about it is these are made by people that have tattoos. This isn't made by somebody that like, oh, hey, you know what? I want to make money off tattoos, so I'm just going to make some product. These people know their product. They don't test it on animals. They don't put any weird dyes in there. It's natural, and it brings your tattoos back to life. I don't care if you've got a 10-year-old, 12-year-old tattoo. It'll bring it back to life and protect it and heal the skin around it. It'll keep it from getting dry. It'll keep it from cracking. This is good quality stuff. So again, I'm not just saying it. I used it. I tested this product out before they were sponsors and now they're sponsors. So what does that tell you? I'm not one of these guys that's just going to come on here and tell you to get it if it doesn't work. I'm using it. I'm going to put some before and after pictures on Lucky 13's Tattoo Balm. Check them out. Go ahead. There's a link right on my website, thelifeofanaveragejoepodcast.com. You can find them on social media, and you can use my code. I've got a special link on there. So if you're going to buy it, order through the Life of an Average Joe podcast code. Get that 25% discount for listening to the Life of an Average Joe. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for supporting. Thank you again to the Wilson King podcast and Lucky 13s. Man, lifesaver.